0: It is. Um, it's appropriate today. We're talking about thoughts. We're gonna get there in just a moment because <laughs> I am um, every every Sunday that that I'm privileged um, to to step into this role that I've been called as pastor. Uh, every Sunday is an adventure. Every Sunday something different. Sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes it's it's very significant. Uh, but I'm incredibly thankful that you all cannot read my thoughts, because <laughs> I'd be out of work fast. And, um, and so this morning, there, there's, it's funny, no matter how often you do this, and, and those of you that teach or have been in, in professions or callings where you speak a lot, and, you know, no matter how often you do it, there's just sometimes words just don't come out. And they don't come out right. And, and, and I've caught myself this morning, and I've tripped over some words. It's just, I've, I've been aware of it. You are aware of it. And this is the thought that goes through my mind, because this is what happens when words come out wrong. And I hear it, and, and this is the thought, because most of you are, um, you're, you're really too nice to point it out to me. You really are. <laughs> you know who's, yeah, some of you are going, no, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> you know who's not too nice to point it out? my children. It's a game to them. They have, they, they have a scorecard. They love to tell me. So this morning as I tripped over some words, I went, oh dear God, thank you, Ryan and Cassie are not here yet. Because if I do that in the next service, they'll never let me hear the end of it. And um, it just happens. And, and thoughts that, that, that range through our mind at various times. And, and that's kind of... Uh, what we want to talk about in far more significant ways than that silly little example is, um, is our thoughts, the things that jump into our head all the time in various circumstances, various situations. How do we begin to, to think more intentionally about the thoughts that bounce around in our, our craniums? Now, um, if you are here last week, you... You were here for the introduction, if you will, to this series that we're doing. The tipping point: um, small things that that make a big difference. And we talked about who we wish to be. You know, sometimes we look at other people and we wish that we had the skills and the talents and the gifts that they have. Uh, sometimes we just set our own aspirations, our goals to be more proficient, more gifted, more capable, more able in a variety of areas in our lives, including the spiritual and and most significantly the spiritual. And the underlying theme that we we talked about last week, which again permeates this entire series, is that truth that it is often the little things that no one sees that leads to the big things that everyone wants. It's the the things that that happen that, that are not front and center. That, that begin to, to shape the manifestation of the gifts that, that God gives that, that sometimes we see in others that we think, man, I wish, wish I had that. And so the little things that no one sees that lead to the big things that everyone wants. And I, and I gave you a homework assignment. I said, find a word, search, search for a word that can begin to frame this season, this year in your life and, and where God's leading you. Now, now, show of hands, how many of you thought of a word this week? Thought of you? All right, some of you go back Pats. there. Okay, go Pats, that's not a word. <laughs> I know there's a few of you. So, so a, lot, a lot of you did. Now, for those of you that didn't raise a hand, I'm going to help you out. I've got your word. It's procrastination. <laughs> You've got that. So, uh, or, or I assume you weren't here last week. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. I'm having fun with you. But be, begin. So, so today we're going to continue to build on that. We're going to talk about our thoughts because our thoughts begin to shape our words. We're going to talk about words and habits in the next two weeks, but we've got to start with the foundation because our words are shaped by our thoughts. Our habits are often shaped by our words. So we're going to talk about those things that sometimes bounce around in our heads So, I'm going to turn to Proverbs chapter 23. Now, we're going to be in a few places today. So, if you're somebody that likes to to follow, um, we're going to look at uh, 1 Corinthians or or 2 Corinthians a little bit later. And then also uh, Philippians. But we're going to start here in Proverbs chapter 23. It's part of the wisdom lit. If you know the Proverbs, you know that's a a lot of kind of advice, valuable sayings. and, And that's what we get here. So, let me start at verse 1. Again, chapter twenty-three. When you sit to dine with a ruler, note well what is before you. And I love this line. And put a knife to your throat if you are given to gluttony. Just hold it right there. Just keep it. Can you? How many of us need that? Okay, I'm not taking another bite. Put a knife to your throat if you're given to gluttony. Do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches. They are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Do not eat the food of a begrudging host. Do not crave his delicacies, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you. But his heart is not with you. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for the people of God. God. Let us pray. Gracious God, let us hear today. Hear your word as it would speak into our lives. Be challenged to grow in faith, to grow in obedience. This is your word, gracious Lord. Do with us as you would. In Christ we pray. Amen. Now, Proverbs 23 has some some very interesting things to say, but there's there's a key verse for us this morning. And it's that last verse, verse 7. It says, For he is the kind of person, talking about a begrudging host, who is always thinking about the cost. No matter what he's offering, what he's doing, his actions are not consistent with what's rolling around in his head. He's offering to share, to be generous, but it's, it's not genuine, it's not real. He's always thinking about the cost. Now, I read this morning from the New International Version because that's what I read from each week, and a lot of you are kind of familiar with that, and you follow along. But this is one of those verses that I actually really love the translation found in either the King James Version or the New King James Version. Because this is translated a little differently there. And it's translated in a way that may be very familiar to you. Much more familiar than these words. This is what you'd find and if you're following in one of those versions. And there may be a few others as well. But this is what verse 7 says in those versions. He says, For as a man thinks in his heart, what? So is he. So is he. As a man thinks in his heart, or as a woman thinks in her heart, so is she. So is he. And, and, and the, the lesson, the truth, is that our thoughts drive our actions. Our thoughts drive the kind of, of people we are, the kind of things that we say, the kind of habits that we live into. It is important to be aware and to be in tune to those things that bounce around in our heads. To, the, to those thoughts that, that, that drive us. In fact, Henry Ford is credited with the, the very familiar saying that goes like this. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're what? You're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. That, that's how important he understood our thoughts to be and how significant they are. And so as we begin today... In these moments, to, to evaluate, to examine our thoughts, I wanna, I wanna challenge you in these moments and in the days to come to, to do a thought inventory. I mean, it's, it's interesting and, and kind of a, a, a play on words, but I wonder how often we think about our thoughts. Do a thought inventory. In fact, if, if you're the kind of person that, that likes to visualize things, this is what I would tell you to do. Take a, a, just a number scale, 1 to 10, you know, and write it down. You can take bulletins, and you can write 1 to 10 if you want to. And ask yourselves where your thoughts dominate. For instance, take um, two contrasting realities, such as worry and peace or trust. And ask yourselves, on a spectrum of 1 to 10, where do your thoughts dominate on a regular basis? Do they dominate on the 1 to 5 scale, which would be leaning to the worry side of things? I mean, you're always find yourself worried you're worried about your health you're worried about the health of someone that you love you're worried about your finances am i going to be able to pay a bill am i going to be able to make ends meet am i going to be able to retire Uh, am i going to be able to afford this this that am i i'm going to get the kind of job that i that i desire you know so so you end up falling on the the worry side of things on a dominant scale on a reoccurring scale or are you the kind of person that finds yourself in in a very trusting, peaceful place most of the time. That even when things are going a little crazy, that you trust God's at work. That you trust that things are going to work out. That that God is is present, and and even when you can't see the plan or the purpose, that God's God's hand is moving. Do you you fall on that side of the scale? And then you just self-evaluate, circle something there. Or let's, let's take another one, maybe even um, more obvious in some ways. One to ten again, negative versus positive. Are you one of those people that have the spiritual gift of negativity? We all know some people that have the spiritual gift of negativity. No matter what the situation is, you can find the dark cloud. You know, that, that no matter what it is, the service is always bad. People are always going to let you down. Your relationships are never good enough. Your raise is never high enough. Your car is never fancy. Whatever it is, you can find. The, now, I'm going to the extreme. I'm going to a one right there. Okay, but, but, but do you find yourself on that side of things where it just. And I'll tell you, here's, here's the test do you get surprised when good things happen? I'm just being honest. I'm not even trying to, to pick on. But if you are always surprised when good things happen in your life, you may fall on the one to five negative scale. Or are you on the opposite? And we know people like this. Are you positive? Do you, do you fall on that side where you live into the, the what Paul writes in Romans, that all things work to good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose? Do you find yourself... I'm um, seeing the best. You, you walk into the church and you just you see all the good things that God is doing. Your relationship, you see the best in people and the best in your opportunities, the best of your blessings. Are you on that side? Again, 1 to 10, where where do you fall? And then th- there's a lot of these. I, I'm not covering the gamut of the ways you can do this. You can come up with your own challenges. But, but the, the other one that, that speaks to our spiritual condition is do you find yourself? I, I heard it put as... Um, Worldly or eternal? And, and I kind of read into that more selfish or serving. And, and do, do you fall on a, on a selfish scale? A place where your dominating thoughts are what you can achieve, what you can get. Uh, n- more money, uh, more possessions, more material. What, what, what is in it for me? Okay, that's, that's the selfish side of the scale. Whenever an opportunity or something comes up, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? How will it bless and benefit me? On the other side of that is the self-list, the, self the serving side. You wake up every day wondering, how can I be a part of what God's doing? How can I bless other people? How can I make a difference in the world? How can I have a positive impact? You know, how can I invest in the things that are eternal as opposed to, as the Proverbs talked about, those things that will flutter away? Where do you fall on that scale. This is the exercise of thought inventory. And here's the truth. Unless you put yourself on a 10 in each of those categories, you have work to do. I'm not anywhere near a 10 in any of those categories. So I have a lot of work to do. And the reality is that, that those are not stagnant things. And, and I don't mean this as a critical Evaluation, there are certainly times in our lives when we're going to fall on the worry scale. That, that we're going to find ourselves more on that side of things because life's come at us in ways that have, have weighed on us. And, and so we're never in one place all of the time. But the reality is that, that we need to begin to become self aware. We need to begin to think about the kind of thoughts that are in our head because. They shape us. If, as we understand Proverbs to say, a man thinks in his heart, so is he. A woman thinks in her heart, so is she. Then what we are thinking really, really matters. And it's really, really important for us to start there before we even begin to go with words and with habits. Paul writes in Romans 12, which I read from this morning. He said this. He said, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the what? By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, by what God is doing to shape your thoughts. He goes on to say, so that you can, and I'm going to translate, you can discern the perfect will of, the goodwill of God. You can begin to understand what God is doing in your life. This matters. This is not just um, surface level. This is deep God work that God desires in our lives. The renewing of your mind. So the, the question rightfully is: is what do we begin to do with this? How do we begin to be shaped? How do we begin to work to be renewed? in the renewing of our mind? How do we begin to open ourselves up to, to begin to, to grow on that scale, to be a people that are more trusting, to be a people that are more giving, to be a people that are more um, positive in, in our walk with Christ and in the way that we're called to serve and live out our faith. And, and there's a couple, I think, profound truths that we need to connect with this morning. I want to read a couple additional scriptures. The first, as I referenced earlier, from uh, 2 Corinthians. It's chapter 10, and says this, verse 3. For we live in the world, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war, war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, let's stop there for a second. We have divine power, God-given power, to d- demolish strongholds. The word demolish, dunamas That's the Greek for demolish, Dunamos. It became the, the root word for dynamite. We blow it up. All right, we blow it up. To demolish strongholds. Ahoramah. Uh, is the Greek word for strongholds. And it literally means a place of captivity um, or to be captive by deceptive thoughts. To be captive by deceptive thoughts. So we, Paul says, we are given the divine power to demolish deceptive thinking, to demolish um, false thinking to demolish thinking that, if you want to, to, to put it in the image of a, of, of a dungeon, to demolish thinkings that, that would bind us, that would captivate us, that would inhibit us. I mean, there's a million ways that we can describe it. But Paul says we have the power in Christ to demolish that kind of thinking. To capture that, he goes on to say... Oh, and I lost my thought. Where are we? Verse, um, the uh, the, uh, verse five. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, what's the first truth that we need to hear? Is we have the power in Christ to take captive false thoughts to take captive those things that would lie to us remember how satan is described in the scriptures he's the father of lies speaks into our lives that we need to take captive the false thoughts and make them obedient to Christ To demolish the strongholds that inhibit us, that keep us from living into the fullness of who we are created in Christ to be. Our thoughts are powerfully important. And so we begin to learn how to take those false thoughts captive. I will tell you, in our household, nothing will get me to jump quicker at Ryan and Cassidy than when I hear talk out of their mouth that is Personally destructive. False talk. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about bad words or unkind things. I'm talking about I'm not good enough to do this. I'm talking about uh, I'm not uh, worthy kind of statements. There's nothing that I will jump on faster than that self-defeating, diminishing of their worth and their value. Because that's deceptive thoughts. That is talk, which we're going to get to, that is getting rooted in in thoughts that they need to know are not true. And the truth is we have those thoughts. We all have those thoughts. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I'm not capable. Maybe they've been fed into your mind by another voice, but you need to take them captive because they're not true. And we capture those thoughts. That's why the inventory matters. That's why examining your thoughts matters. Because there are things that are rattling around in our head that Christ desperately wants us to blow up and get rid of. Because it's not true. It's the father of lies that is speaking things that diminish your worth and your value. We demolish those strongholds. We take captive those thoughts. And we do what? We make them obedient to Christ. We make them obedient to Christ. How do we do that? Well, we redirect them. We redirect our thoughts. We redirect the power of the voices that we allow into our head. Paul writes, and I was going to read it, but, but you can reference it in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. We've talked about this a lot over the last year. It says, think whatever is good. Whatever is pure, whatever is holy, of good rapport, of good virtue, if it is praiseworthy, think upon these things. We redirect our thoughts into the truth that God speaks into our lives. And the truth that God speaks into our lives is that you are so valuable, you are so loved, you are so important, you are so worthy that I died for you that I gave my life for you, that I sacrificed my life for yours, I won your salvation, I won your eternity. And if God speaks that truth into our lives, if God says that I have loved you so much that I sent my son to die for you, how dare any of us allow another voice into our heads that diminishes our worth and our value, that diminishes who we are. Because what we're saying is we are choosing to listen to a voice above God's. And we begin to see things in ways that God doesn't desire. And we begin to see the negative, And we begin to be consumed by worry. And we begin to be consumed by selfishness. Our thoughts matter. And so we begin to, sub- to capture the false thoughts and make them obedient to Christ by what we begin to allow in and what we begin to look for. You think, well, how how do I do that? Because that sounds like a very deep spiritual thing. That sounds like something for, for preachers and giants of the faith. But no, it's not. Remember small things that make a big difference. It becomes a matter of simple steps. Here's a challenge for you. When you wake up in the morning, begin your day with prayer. Begin your day before you grab your phone and check your Facebook, and I'm talking about me. Before you um, turn on the television, before you read the newspaper, begin your day with prayer. And you think, "Well, gosh, that sounds awful and awful, time-consuming." Ah, oh, no, no, no. One minute. If you're not doing it, take one minute. Start your day like this, dear Lord, thank you that I have woken up this morning. Thank you that you have given me the day. Now Lord, help me seek your will seek obedience seek to do the things that you've called me to do you don't have to be flowery it doesn't have to be fancy it doesn't have to be preacher words just lord thank you for today and help me to see your hand in it amen get started and when you're out and about take opportunities to allow god into your life in whatever ways speak to you you know in the when i go to the gym i listen to music i have it right here on my arm piped into my ears and I, have, and I don't listen to only Christian music, okay? I don't. I believe there's a lot of really good secular music too. There's a lot of really bad secular music, but there's good stuff. But in my playlist is a lot of Christian music because I want God speaking, even in the gym, his words of truth into my life, that I can begin to hear his voice so that I can begin to look for the things that God speaks, that my thoughts can begin to be framed by him. You know, what are you looking for? It's like a vulture and a hummingbird. Seriously. it's a vulture. What does a vulture find? What does a vulture look for? They look for dead things, and there's no shortage of them. But a hummingbird looks for sweet things. It looks for nectar, and it finds that too. What are you looking for? Because you will find what you're looking for. You absolutely will find what you are looking for. If you're a negative person and you're looking for negative things, there is no shortage of opportunities for you to find it. What amazes me are people in the same circumstances can find the positive things, can find the lovely things, same place, same time, because of the thoughts and the way that their minds have been renewed and their search has been refreshed. I challenge you to, to examine your thoughts and to allow God to begin to shape them. Take your word, whatever it was, and take it the next step. If you rooted it in a scripture, here's how my thoughts are going. And I'm doing this as you're doing it. I'm working through this because I need these, as, these truths as much as any of you do. And I told you last week, my word was momentum. And it was rooted in Galatians 6. Do not grow weary in doing what is good. Do not stop doing what is good. For in time you will reap a harvest if you do not quit. So my, my prayer each day, Lord, help me not to quit. Today, help me not to quit. I don't mean big quit. I don't mean like I'm walking out of here and I'm never coming back to this church ever again. I hate them all. I'm out. Not that kind of quit. I'm talking about just the, the easy things to sometimes walk away. I'm done for today. I don't want to be a part of that. I'm, I'm tired. Help me not to quit. And that becomes my prayer. Lord, help me not to quit doing what you've called me to do. Momentum. Keep moving. Keep moving. Whatever your word is, if it's, if it's relationships, if, if your prayer is, Lord, that, 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 that for this season it's, it's your marriage, you know? And, and so your prayer becomes, help me to love my spouse the way Christ does, or, or my, my children, or my friends. If it's serve, you know, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. If you attracted to that verse, then just help me to serve. I mean, we could go over and over and over. Each word we could attach to something that you can begin to let rattle in your head to reshape your thoughts and to see the things that God wants you to see. That is our challenge. That is absolute. It's my challenge, and it's your challenge, to examine your thoughts and allow God to renew your minds, to remember that as a man or a woman thinks in his or her her heart, so they are. So what are you thinking? What's God doing in here? that begins to shape what we do out there. It's a challenge, and it's a growth, and it's a process, but my prayer is that we begin to allow God to do the work necessary to be who He has called us to be. Let us pray. Loving God, thank you that you don't give up on us, that you don't quit on us, even sometimes when we quit on you, and that you continue to renew us. You continue to work in us, and you continue to speak truth, if we will only hear it, renew our minds and shape us in the way of Christ. We pray in Jesus. Amen.